This is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes at the end of the week to think about astronomical things. So with Mars and Earth closer than usual on their orbital journeys, there are several missions to the Red Planet. This month, the United Arab Emirates launched its first ever deep space mission, sending an orbiter to Mars from Japan's Space Center this July the 19th. Its aim is to study the Martian atmosphere. Mars is about half the size of Earth by diameter and has a much thinner atmosphere with an atmospheric volume less than 1% of Earth's, similar to the density 35 kilometers above the Earth's surface. And the atmospheric composition is also significantly different. It's mostly carbon dioxide, while the Earth is rich in nitrogen and oxygen. China followed with a launch four days later with this ambitious Mars mission uh, launching from Hainan Island in an attempt to be the first country other than the US to successfully land on Mars. Their mission consists of an orbiter, a lander and a rover and its objectives are to search for evidence of both current and past life and to assess the planet's environment. And yesterday NASA most spectacularly and perfectly launched its latest rover Perseverance, which will be part of the first sample return project to be completed in the years to come by a complicated mission and it will be at least financed by the European Space Agency if not um, helped with some of the design. And this is where samples of rock and so on from the surface of Mars will be brought back to Earth to be analysed for signs of life or whatever. And nobody does a countdown like NASA. It was very dramatic and you can still go online if you like to YouTube and watch that launch. And while these three missions are all unique, the fundamental question that everybody would like an answer to is, was there ever life on Mars? And of course, to find out more in order to plan a manned mission in the future. But Mars isn't the only planet in the space news this week. Juno has been a tremendously successful probe which was sent to Jupiter in August 2011. If you've seen these beautiful detailed images of the cloud bands and storm of Jupiter, these may have been taken by Juno, though its primary purpose is scientific. It was due to be deorbited around now, but in fact its mission has been extended for another year, and these updated plans for Juno will allow more time for the teams on Earth to carry out data analysis and send Juno on a wider orbit, which will allow us to further explore the far reaches of the Jovian magnetosphere, the region of space dominated by Jupiter's magnetic field. And we've found Jupiter's radiation environment in this orbit to be less extreme than expected, which has been beneficial not only to the spacecraft, but the instruments and the continued quality of science data collected. On to other astronomical news. Scientists are getting closer to an understanding of how stars have formed. While the formation of low-mass stars is largely understood, the process of forming high-mass stars is still unclear. It is unknown whether massive protostars accrete through disks, that is a scaled-up version of low-mass star formation, or form through an otherwise distinct mechanism. New results of two studies suggest that hot water, silicon compounds and salts may be common in hot, massive protostellar sources. So, hot water and salt, that beloved mouthwash for optimum oral health, 
is what is spinning around new stars as they form. And lastly, a mention must be made of Comet Neowise, which is wowing the crowds in the Northern Hemisphere. I am yet to see a glimpse of it from far down south, and the time may have passed for that, and it has thus far frustrated amateur astronomers here in the south. But for those of you who keep hearing about it in the Northern Hemisphere press, well, it's a pity, but we have had some terrific comets down here, which they couldn't see from up there in the north, so we can't really complain. All right, so that's the roundup of space and astronomy news for now. This is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. FMR.